Our God is stronger. Lord, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome and power, our God. Hallelujah, Lord, we 
afternoon everyone um, my name is Marianne and I will be your programmer this afternoon welcome to living effectively for this is our victory which has overcome the world even our faith first John 5 verse 4 welcome to the gospel adventure into the word of God accessible by faith may God bless you as you seek his wisdom for by me kings reign and princes make a decree so now let me um take a moment and say um if you have any prayer requests private chat me for anything that you want to prayer request about then we will pray for them after the after the the after we um, praise and after we do the service and let me take this time to welcome pastor john thank you Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Marianne. Bless the Lord for 
for that opportunity. I want to greet each and every one of you in the name that is above every other name, even the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for taking your time to log in so that you may hear the word of God. The Bible says that the word of God will never go out from his mouth through his servant in vain, but it will always accomplish that which God has intended. Remember, the word of God is like a seed. When a seed is sold to the ground, it's a matter of time before we start seeing the harvest. It's the same thing. As long as you, you open up your heart and you allow the word of God to be sown in your spirit, in your heart, it's just a matter of time before you'll start experiencing the fruits that will remain. Remember, the word of God bears eternal fruits. The fruit that the word of God bears, it's internal. So it's something that we need to take it seriously. Allow the word of God to germinate through you. Let it have a root in you. And the more you have it, the more you become stabilized in God and the more you experience his blessing. I can assure you this afternoon, your life will never be the same again. Amen. So before you go to the word of God, I just start with the word of uh, prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. As we share this afternoon, we pray that God, your word will minister to thy people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Use me as a vessel of honor, Lord, even to speak what says the Lord in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Again, I want to welcome each and every one of you. Thank you, mom, for logging in. I can see you. God bless you and every one of you. Well, today we're going to start a series called Discovering God's Presence and Purpose in Your Tomorrow. That's a series we are starting on, Discovering God's Presence and Purpose in Your Tomorrow. And our theme for today is focus. So it has several layers. This discovering God's presence and purpose in your tomorrow has several layers. And we'll be tackling each and every one of us of it. Uh, my wife started last uh, Saturday by talking one of the nuggets, which is choose. So today we are going to talk about focus. What, what do we mean by focus? Focus simply means make your one thing the main thing, when you focus on God's purpose for your life, for you are able to tap his purpose, his perspective, which is to forget your past success and forget your past mistake, his plan and his price. I'll repeat, when you focus on God's purpose for your life, you'll be able to tap God's purpose, God's perspective concerning your success and your failure, God's plan for your life, and also God's price that he has for you. He will guide you on your journey. Amen. You can seize each day for Christ without being hindered by your past or harbored by your present. Listen to this. Day by day, as we focus on the one thing Christ wants us to do, 
we will become effective for him in serving our generation. Understand, there's one thing that God wanted to focus. Each and every one of us in the planet Earth, we came with a gift and your gift is so unique that nobody else can duplicate it. So as we continue with this series, determined to be original. And the good part with the gift, it doesn't matter your age, whether you are six or 96, God will still use you. We know in the Bible at 75 years old, he called Abraham, he told Abraham, leave your people and go to the land that I will show you. And because of his obedience, God was able to add him another 100 years that he died at the age of 175, having fulfilled God's purpose. And that is what we want. We want to fulfill God's purpose, not people's purpose, not even your purpose. What you need to do, take your purpose, put it in God's purpose. When you do that, God will be able to direct your path. Now, to start our reading for today, it's none other than Nyambura, Madora, read Acts 13, 36. Okay, Acts 13, 36. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Amen. Amen. That is the conclusion that we want people to say after we are gone. The Bible says concerning David that he served his purpose and his generation. So when he was being laid to rest, he already had served his purpose. He died empty. He died having fulfilled that which God had for him. I pray each and every one of us that we shall, that shall be our statement, that after we have long gone, people will be saying, and so-and-so died after having served us. They will always thank God because of you. They'll be saying, thank you, Lord, for so-and-so. We thank you because, <laughs> thank you because he encouraged us. We thank you the way he touched our lives with his life. That is where we want to end. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. The Bible says, all things have passed away and everything has become. So that shall be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Galen, please read Psalm 78 and 72. Jalen, Psalm 78 and 72. So he shepherded them according to the inner integrity inner, of his heart and guided and guided him them by skill skillfulness of his hands. Amen. Now, this also talk about David. He says that David 
guarded, he shepherded them. He was a shepherd. So he shepherded his people with the integrity of his heart. And the Bible continues saying that he led them with his skillful acts. In other words, David combined what God had put in his heart with the skill he had learned. That is to say, it doesn't matter whether you're a nurse, a businessman, whether you're a teacher, you are a student, you are a driver, no matter your skill, no matter your profession, you can serve the people of God. Here we see David himself. He suffered with the whole heartedly, his integrity, his character was involved, his skills, he never waited, he never hold anything back. He served his generation. That is why they remember him. When he went to rest, that's why the scripture says in the scripture that we read before that he served his generation. That is how you serve your generation. How? By being focused to what God has put in you. My question to you is this. What is it that God has put in you that you're still holding. That gift is not your own. That is gift is for someone else to benefit for it. So as we continue, let's continue to open up our heart as we hear what God has for us. Now listen, the first thing when you in discovering God's presence and purpose in our tomorrow is number one, Focus on God's purpose. Calvin, read for us Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. That is number one point. Focus on God's purpose. Calvin, read Philippians. Hello? Chapter 3, verse All right. Sorry, sorry. It says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on you, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold for me. Amen. Here we hear, listen to what the Bible says, that is God's ultimate purpose for all of us. Don't allow your past to control you or today's chaos to distract you from focusing on God before you. God wants you to focus on his purpose. So don't allow your present or yesterday's success or failure to hinder you from focusing on what God has for you. Listen to what the Bible says. He says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Every day, God do, is doing a new thing. Why? Because his masses are new every morning. Thank God for yesterday. Thank God we celebrate yesterday. Let's look forward for what God has for us. Amen. So, now, uh, the next person is CJ. Please read for us Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 as we look on focusing on God's purpose. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, 
said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expect and expected hey, Thank you so much, CJ. You're welcome. God is telling us, God has individual plan for each of our lives. Every time you feel like you're mactiming, you are not making progress, go back to this scripture. He says the plan that he has for you is the plan of good, not of evil, but to give you a future and expected end. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It has nothing to do with your grade. It doesn't matter whether you are number one or you are leading from the back. As far as God is concerned, he says, I have a plan for you. That's why it's very important to take your plan and compare with God's plan. Why? Because God's plan will always succeed your plan. Remember, we started by saying that God's plan is eternal. What God intends for you to do is exceedingly abundant above what you can think or imagine. It's bigger than the plan that your parent has for you. It's bigger than your own plan. It's bigger than what people say about you. Let's all run and to God's plan. Hallelujah. Ediel, please read for us Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Okay. For whom he foreknown, he always predestined to be conformed to the imagine, image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Eddie. Listen to what the Bible says. Is God's, what we have just read, the Bible says God already planned before you. For him, he conformed. He also foreknew. In other words, God, before he created you, he had already prepared your purpose, your work, something that you alone will accomplish. That is to say, if we don't do it, guess what? In God's calendar, that place will be blank. God forbid. That's why each and every one of us, we must do what God wants us to do. Because if we don't do it in the plan of God, it's going to be a blank sheet. It's going to be empty, nothing that is filling it. And that is not what we want. Amen? So we should all endeavor to ensure that we do our part. So the Bible says it's in God's ultimate purpose for all of us to become more and more like his son, Jesus Christ. When God looks at us and evaluates us, he wants us as followers of Christ to be more and more like Jesus Christ, follow him closely and emulate uh, life. I finish mine. So that Christ us more and more. That only happens when we put our focus on him and keep our eyes 
fix all our savior. Hallelujah to Jesus. Culture, I want you to read 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, it says, And we all who will unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Carlton. Here we are seeing when you focus on God's purpose, you are being transformed from one glory to another. Understand you have to be on God's purpose for you to experience that transformation. So the Bible says here, Jesus Christ wants to live his life through us by the Holy Spirit. And as we keep our eyes on him, the Holy Spirit transforms us from glory to glory. So number one, I started by saying, in discovering God's presence and focus uh, and purpose in our tomorrow, uh, putting focus as our theme, number one, you will focus on God's purpose. Number two, focus on God's perspective. Now that we know this is what God expects on us, what is, what is his perspective? And Isabella, please read for us Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Let's hear what God says about his perspective. Philippians 3.13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining to, toward what is ahead. Amen. Thank you so much, Isabella. Now listen to what God says. God's, uh, God's talking through his servant, Paul. He says, I have I do not consider myself yet to have attained. Let me give you a little background about this man called Paul. Paul is talking about seeing life through God's eye. He emphasized forgetting the things that are behind us. I want you to know Paul wrote a third of the New Testament. He was the top cream of his time. He had his IQ according to some, uh, to the theology and especially in the New Testament, they say it was second after Jesus. He was so knowledgeable. He saw so many miracles. He established churches. He saw God working through him. And still he come and say in, Felicia, in Philippians chapter three, verse 13, that I count myself not yet to have apprehended. That one humbled me with the man of his caliber coming to say after God has done all these things, it's something that all of us, we need to learn. Now, he continued to say, he uses the word forget in the sense of minimizing the negative impact of our past. We must stop allowing things from the past to control us in the present or hinder us in the future. Paul shook things off. He didn't let them cling to him like anchors pulling him down. Now listen to this. There are two areas we should put behind us, our success and our failure. Number one, talking about forget your past success. First, 
Forgetting what's behind means forgetting past success. Here was the great apostle who accomplished more in his lifetime than most of us could accomplish in 10 lifetimes. And he said, in effect, I have not arrived. That amazes us because Paul was truly one of the greatest minds in history and one of the most zealous men who ever lived. Paul's epistles comprise only part of his ministry. He also founded most of the churches in Asia Minor and was an intellectual giant. Some consider him the greatest man who ever lived apart from Jesus Christ. Yet, here he's, he's saying, I am not there yet. I haven't apprehended the spiritual quality of life I warrant for myself. I have not yet been perfected. I'm going to continue to strive for that which God has called me. So ladies and gentlemen, please don't rest on your past success. Keep focusing on what God has for us. There is so much that you want to do that he says, eyes have not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man the things that God has bestowed to them that love him. Another thing Paul talks about, forgetting your past mistake. We need to forget those things that haunt us. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be fair with ourselves. After you have confessed this, well, the situation or your sin or after you have let go, let God. Be fair to yourself. Don't continue torturing yourself. Some of us, we are too hard on our own self. We keep carrying that bitterness that keep hurting us. We keep blaming ourselves over and over because of the mistake of our children, the mistake of other people. No, ladies and gentlemen, there is something that God has to want you to do and you alone. Not your children, not your husband, not your wife, not your boss, you. God is concerned today about you as an individual. That's why you're unique. So listen to what the Bible says. What things in our past could we choose to forget? Guilt is remembering a sin that's already been buried by the blood of Jesus. Bitterness is remembering an offense that should be buried by the grace. Discouragement is letting the last setback becomes a roadblock. Our brain wants to relieve, to relieve these events over and over. If we let that happen, it will haunt us with failures, shame us with mistake, keep us awake with post-traumatic stress and sleeping with nostalgia. We don't want that. Ladies and gentlemen, don't allow your past to detect your future. Someone said, if, if Satan remind you of your past, remind him of his future. He has no future. His future is eternal fire hell, where he will burn with all the rebellious angels. So every time he comes to remind you, get behind me, Satan. The Lord rebukes me, you. The Lord rebukes you. I have a future. My sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, and they overcame him who Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. The blood did the cleansing. You win by mouth, by telling yourself every day, 
I am washed by the blood of Jesus. Father, thank you for the gift of living a holy life. Thank you for the gift of obedience. Thank you for the gift of giving. I give myself to you. The life that I live right now is not my own. I have been offered to a deity and the life that I live now is not my own. Holy Spirit, you are the fire. I am the sacrifice. Consume me. Consume me with God's plan. Consume me with your love. Consume me with your joy. Hallelujah. Another point, the third point in regard to what God has for us as far as discovering God's presence and purpose in your tomorrow is focus on God's plan. Remember the first one was focus on God's purpose. The second one was focus on God's perspective. Now we are in the third one, focus on God's plan. And Anna is going to read for us Psalms 37 and verse 23. Please read for us. The steps of a good man are led by the Lord, and he is happy in his way. Amen. Thank you so much, Anna. Here the Bible says the steps of a precious man are ordered by the Lord, and he's happy. I like that translation. The other translation says, and he delight in them. When you focus on God's plan, he will lead you all the way. God's purpose, listen to this, God's purpose for all of us is the same, to become more like Jesus. But his plans for each of us are unique, and we have to reach forward to find and fulfill them. He has a distinct blueprint for the life of every individual on earth and in history. His purpose for each of us is tailor-made. His plan for you is perfect for the way he made you and the experiences you have had. Everything has prepared you for his next step in your life, but you have to follow him into unknown territory, into the future. It's called the walk of faith. That's why he says in Psalm 37, 23, he delights in the way he guides us forward. I want you to know, in focusing on God's plan, God does not just lead you, but he delights. He's happy. It's like a son. I see a picture of a son or, uh, or with his father or a daughter with his mother or a son with his, a son with his mother or a daughter with his daddy walking by the beach. They're jumping, skipping up. They are all happy, excited. While the dad or his mom is holding his or her hand, they are just enjoying the beach. That's how God enjoys when he talks to us. He holds our hands. When danger comes, he lifts us up. The only thing you see now is God's footprint. Why? Because he has lifted you. Because he delights in you. You are very special very special in the hands of God. God has a plan for you. Please allow God to lead you. God wants you to affect the world with the gift that he has given you. The world must know you, whether you are six or 96. The world will know you. In your generation, we will read about you 
in newspaper, who watch your television, who read your books. You'll be a great businessman and women. Some of you will be preachers. Some of you will be businessmen. Some of you, God have called you to the po political arena. Who knows? Some of you will be governor, even the president of the United States. You will never know. All of them were children one time. They play just like the way you are playing. They went to the same school. They learned, follow the gift that God has for you. How I pray that none of us will die before we fulfill the God's plan for our life. Amen. And in closing for us, Glenn, I want you to read Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Grayley. Here, this scripture introduced to us the, fourth, the last point. That is focus on God's prize. We started by saying, discovering God's presence and purpose in your tomorrow has four things that we need to learn. Number one, focus on God's purpose, focus on God's perspective, focus on God's plan, and lastly, focus on God's price. Here in Philippians chapter three, verse 14, we have read that to live a focused life, you have to fix your attention on heaven and the reward that awaits each and every one of us. I want to hear what the Bible says in Matthew 25 and 21. Well done, good and a faithful servant. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, there is the crown of righteousness awaiting for each and every one of us who focus to, to accomplish or compete to complete the plan of God in our life. There is a gift waiting for you. Just like any student, when you go through your high school, you know you are looking forward to graduate. When you go to the university, you are looking forward for your first degree. When you achieve something, when you do something, you know you are looking forward for a reward. All of us, we should have a reward in mind. The price of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus is eternal. Keep Keeping your eyes on the price is the motivation that keeps you going. We have to passionately seek to move forward towards God's plan for the next phase of our life. I rest my case and over to the programmer and then I will come back. If there's any announcement on any prayer, please take over. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you again, Pastor John, for that powerful, powerful word. And as you said, there actually is no prayer request. Um, so now let me take this moment to let you pray, um, Pastor John. As for anyone who has anything silent in their hearts, please pray for those people who may have, who are keeping their prayers in the silence of their hearts and that everyone is safe. And um, for me, I actually, I have a prayer request that I didn't type in the chat since I'm 
programmer today. Um, please pray for me. Thank you. Amen. So another thing also we are going to pray for that. Another thing we're going to pray is you're going to pray. We have a number of items that I've, I've received as going to pray as we continue. So let's start by praying first for our sister, Marianne, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercies endures forever. We thank you because you have a plan for each and every word of us. And we thank you because the, the, our plan, it's a small plan, but if we put it in your plan, it turns out to be a bigger plan because you are involved in our situation. So in discovering God's presence and purpose in our tomorrow, I just want to commit my sister before your holy hands. I thank you for her past challenges. I thank you for her past success. I pray in the name of Jesus that God, you shall help us to focus on your perspective, the plan that you have for her in you, that Lord, she shall be like Paul, who said he focused one thing, he forget one thing have I done is to forget the past and looking unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of her faith. I pray that you may continue to direct us type as you delight in them. And more so, I pray they shall bring her to your, uh, to your plan and also to the prize that you have for her, that in the end she shall hear, well done, good and faithful servant in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We also, I want us to pray also for the, those who have lost their loved one. Uh, let's pray for the baby who got shot by a cop. He was a boy. Let's pray for the family that God will remember them even at this particular moment. Father, we pray for that family that was shot by a, by a police. We pray that God, you are the only one who can vindicate them. You are the only one who can comfort uh, them at this hour of need. We know it's a difficult moment, but we thank you because you are the father of all comfort, who's able to comfort us, oh God, even in our deepest moment of grief. I pray that you may remember them, encourage the family. I pray that justice shall be done in the name of Jesus. More so, I pray that you may receive that uh, son, uh, that uh, boy, even into your holy hands. And I pray, God, that out of it, let something good come out of from the family to be an encouragement even to the others. Most of I pray that the family shall not hold bitterness, but I pray that, God, they shall release everything unto you as you direct their path in the name of Jesus Christ. We also want to pray also for our uh, the, for the Tanzania. We know they lost uh, the president who was closer to Kenya. He was a Wonderful man, I really salute and I respect him for his courage and the change that he brought not only in his country, but also in East Africa and the region. We pray that God will comfort the country, even at this particular moment, they are going through hard time. Lord, we pray that God shall comfort them as the vice president take over. We pray that also you shall encourage her that he shall sit with authority and even exercise, oh God, the power that you've given unto her. That which she learned from the uh, former boss, uh, President Magufuli, 
Lord, she'll be able to combine together with the gift that you've given her, that shall be a blessing not only to our nation, but also to East Africa and even to the world as a people. Father, we just want to thank you, Heavenly Father, also because of the our family, oh God, we pray, dear Father, for charity, oh Lord, and the family. We pray, Father, at this hour of need that God may be with them, that we may comfort them, we encourage them. Lord, we know that God, you are the one that searches our heart and you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or imagine according to the power that worketh in us. Father, we give you all the glory because we know you shall accomplish that which we have asked you this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we all say, Amen. 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 Close. I have like about eight minutes. And, uh, you know, most of the time we come and minister, we usually don't even have a moment to ask for the testimony or any question. So this is a good moment. If anyone has a question or you have a testimony that you want us to celebrate together of what God has done with you or through you, this will be a good moment. You can just let us know or you can just go ahead and share the testimony that God has done in your life. Anyone in our midst? 